Are you ready, Rob? I'm ready. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, we like to take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves and hopefully some of you get through the change that comes about in our everyday lives. And this week, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Something that Rod and I talk about a lot in our lives uh, is the idea of change leadership. And so for the, we're kind of putting some puzzle pieces together in the week that really there are a lot of ideas in the change leadership space that we talk about professionally that really can be applied super effectively into our personal lives as well. So that's what we want to get into a little bit today. Rod, what do you want to add into the mix? The, there's a, an element here, I think it'll come out in our talk, where it's much of, it's this overlapping combination of some of the stuff we've talked about really kind of fits in this category. And the, the term change mm-hmm. leadership in many ways is one of those fancy terms that like in a work setting, people put because it makes it sound fancy um it does. And then you're it, so right right <laughs> it's like um but then uh but the the concept but framing it in that way and this is why some of these terms stick is because there's actually value in in framing it this way and that's why we think it's you know it's useful to talk about this from our personal perspective again it's like how we help ourselves and others um yeah. through change Yeah. And I almost feel like there's so much we could talk about in this space. (laughs) I feel Mm. like there's the tiny bite-sized chunks are numerous today, Rod. So where do you think we should start? Where should we start in this? I have all my notepads out. Like literally I have two books open in front of me right now with notes around change leadership. So where do we begin? Let's let's start with a definition and we'll if we can, can we tag team the definition on this one? Meaning I'm hoping that you, you can start us off and then I'll add in, but like from a change management profession perspective, how would you define what change leadership is? Oh, I, it's so juicy. Okay. Uh, We didn't plan this, so I have no idea what I'm going to say right now. Here we go. But here's what I genuinely think. The difference and the question we usually get in our work context is what's the difference between a change leadership and change management or a change leader and a change manager? And to me, there's a, there's a forest and trees element. So a change leader is always able to both be in the weeds of what's going on, but also able to step back and look at the big picture, the forest, and say, whoa, wait a second, I'm seeing a problem over there, or there's something great going, over he- going on over here. Let's dig in, let's figure out what's working, and let's try and apply it in other places. I think there's an element of empathy and courage and resiliency and ability to deal with ambiguity that has to be there if you're going to call yourself a change leader, Um, Mm -hmm. because you really are the one leading the charge when everyone else is going, what? Uh, You're the person who's like saying, no, come with me, come with me. It's going to be great. Here's where we're Mm -hmm. headed and sort of pointing that direction. So there's a storytelling component to it as well, I think where you Mm -hmm. really are able to grab hearts and minds and bring people in to the vision that you have in your mind. Right. What do you think? What would you add in? What did I miss? No, I think that was pretty comprehensive. Maybe my my 
value add here could be is where does it get um, misunderstood? And I'll, one mm. you just mentioned there, like part of the role is motivating and uh, encouraging and and selling uh, whatever the thing is, whatever the change is. And so one of the ways it gets misunderstood is that it's just about being a cheer- cheerleader. Yes. It's just about giving positive so voice to uh, whatever's yep. going on. Um, but it, and then that's, it, that is not, that alone actually isn't uh, good at all because then it's, it's, it's a, about getting to a level of understanding what it really is requiring people, whoever is involved, if it's your family yeah. or friends or colleagues, what they're going to need to do to go through the change. I think that's maybe the call out is the clear ownership of understanding that what yeah how much the person's going to have to invest into making this thing happen and helping them through that process with empathy and you know that in my world we talk about the idea of what are people going to love about this change and what are they going to love less and Mm -hmm. i think a really strong change leader has to be willing to address both head-on Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's the natural inclination is to talk things up and say, but it's going to be lovely and you're going to, it's going to be amazing. Da, 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 da. And, you mm-hmm. know, not pay a, as much attention, but it's actually shining light onto the darkness, which I know we've talked about yeah. on this podcast before. But it's it's that saying like, no, I know that there are parts of this that aren't going to be as great. And yeah. here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do to address it. Or maybe we can't address it and we're just going to have to live with it. But like yeah. that transparency piece, I think, plays a big role as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, and, and that's actually that's a great example of the power of words and framing, the power of yeah. framing. Because if you frame those two questions, it automatically, if someone if you're identifying what people are going to love less, it leads to the next part of like, well, what can we do about it? Yes. And um, without that question, I mean, it's an obvious connection. It's like you should understand people have to go through and then figure out how to help them through it. But just by framing it that way, it really helps bring that out. I mean, I think the um, I mean, connecting it to personal situations like this happens to me all of the time. And it's like the tension and I would say friends and family. But the last year, it's pretty much family because not a lot of interact with friends. Right. So there's no like friend, there's much less friend tension. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. But, so you um, might be the storyteller this episode because as, <laughs> as you guys know, I don't live with anybody right now. So like what, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us well, what it's been the, like the, in the last little while. Well, oh gosh, but the, the, the thing that. In a always, loving way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that always gets me is the, well, did you just. I need you to understand why this thing you want to do is difficult for me. And right. the frustration that it's the, your voice is not heard. I mean, we could, we could lay, we could put this under many different buckets, but it, it fits under the change leadership bucket because if you're in the position of trying to lead your family through something like, Hey, we should, um, you know, I was convincing my son to get vaccinated. He was a little bit hesitant interesting he he told me what his uh i said okay well tell me what you, like what's your hesitancy and he was he was honest he said well i don't know like are we just all going to end up being zombies and my reaction to that was what that's crazy this yes. is this is the reason why you should not be on social media 
And <laughs> so I, I flip parent mode there. And he rightfully, he, he was actually the mature person in that scenario. He was like, forget that then. You asked me what my fear was. I told you. And then you just, you told me like. Poo-pooed it. Yeah. Yeah. Screwed. And so he was right. It's because I wasn't listening to what mm-hmm. his concern was and, and taking it with seriousness. He, like he wasn't, he was fine with me saying, listen, that's, it's totally nothing to worry about. And then we, it, we led into a conversation of kind of me explaining what I knew about the differences in vaccines. Long story short is after, you know, following in Toronto, the only way to really get a vaccine is to follow this Twitter account, vaccine hunters. <laughs> and, and be able to go as soon as they say like opening so we yeah. did that okay go we, uh, yeah we and it was like a mad uh i don't know if you you know when concerts at molson park they would open the gates yes. and people would be running yeah. to the like, front of the concert that was what it was like when oh, we arrived dear. at uh it was at song cliff <laughs> we arrived there it was madhouse but he got it and uh anyhow but that's an example of like just you know I, I consider when we're saying, how do we put this in a personal situation? Here I am trying to, you know, I think getting a vaccine was the right thing to do. I've, bringing a family member along with that um, and other friends. And, and, and to do that in the right way means about listening and, and having an open conversation, not just telling. I love that story, Rod. And I, and like, first of all, it highlights that just because you and I talk about this all the time and I made, I, as you're telling your story, I'm thinking, oh yeah, maybe I do have stories to tell where I've been trying to convince my friends to like do something or like we can go somewhere and they're just digging their heels in and then I dig my heels in and then I think my positions are right versus that sort of stepping back and listening and understanding what they're, uh, what, what is going on for them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, you know, no one's going to be perfect at this. This is, mm-hmm. this is definitely part of what a friend of mine and I call the work. Like this is, this is the work. This is us figuring out at every stage of our lives. How do we just yeah. get better and better at this so that everyone around us is feeling better Right. Like it's not just us feeling better or us standing tall in this change leadership role. It's that everybody we have the potential to have everyone feel better when this yeah. is done well. Right. That's right. It's like, OK, ev- so yeah. go, go. No, I was, well, was going to say there's change leadership with that de- definition. There's this kind of assumption or it's grounded in the authority figure is leading yes. others through change. But there is an expanded concept of change leadership where everybody whether you're authority figure or not uh has influence to to lead in a change well i remember the first time i heard that saying lead from any chair and that really uh that really resonated it was some in in a book of something i don't know what but i just heard that word those words and i was like that is it and especially in change i think you absolutely anyone can bring forward a change for your friendship group or your family or whatever um, and you know, anyone has the right to do that. It doesn't matter where you sit in that structure, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's, um, I mean the hierarchy, I, I'm somebody who like my default is comfort in a hierarchy. I just will admit it. I, I know it's right. not like the, I think the more appealing thing to say is no, it's forget the hierarchy. 
whatever. But that's, <laughs> but, um, it, but that's what it's saying. It's like we all have a voice to influence. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, there are hi- hi- we are in a, like a, the land of hierarchies. If you work mm-hmm. in big organizations or in family structures, they are sort of naturally set up or even in an orchestra, like in a music context, like everything. If you're if you're more of an artist, like it, it's there is there is hierarchical structure in everything we do. But I think in change, it's good to remember that you know, there may be a voice that has a final say of some sort, but we can still all influence in this space. You don't have to be the person who is in, in quotes, in power per se. We can all do some of this stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about ideas on how to do this. Like let's, let's share some of the cool stuff that you and I geek out when we're geeking Mm. out on change. (laughs) Let's share some of the cool stuff that we geek out on. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first this time. You want me to go first? (laughs) I'll I'll happily always go first, but I don't want to be an only child about it, Rod. Are you sure? (laughs) Because I never know if I'm supposed to back down because I didn't have siblings. And when you're an only, it's just like, okay, I'll go. You're sure, right? You mean it. We're good? Okay, 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 okay. So I think one of the things that we've been talking about a lot lately that have re- that has really um, resonated with me and and um, is the idea around you remember our five percent conversation mm-hmm. where yes. like just try like little bite sized chunks of things five percent yep. to resiliency has been something that in the last little while I've been um, mm. thinking about so. Resiliency to me is one of the, I don't know if I said it in the beginning, but it is one of the key things of being a change leader. It's that ability to just sort of bounce back when when things are going tough. Like, yes, you're going to have a day where everything feels insurmountable and horrible, but you have that bounce back ability. And I yeah. think what during COVID, um, you know, and the, the hallmarks of it are eat a good diet, get good sleep every night, drink lots yeah. of water. Like those are the those are the hallmarks of, you know, how to build resiliency. But sometimes that feels impossible. Um, it feels impossible in the current world we're in where all of our mental health has sort of been uh, shaken around and scrambled. And yeah. so I'm trying to think about my own resiliency in terms of just like little bite sized chunks so if I drink mm. like just a little bit of water every day, if I up my water intake by one glass, to me, that is yay me. Like that yeah. is enough for celebration right now. Um, I think about having things around me on my desk and you know, <laughs> we've talked about this before. I got a lot of stuff on my desk. Yeah. Um, and so like little <laughs> statements, little sayings, you guys know I have the rain model uh, on my desk at all times. I have a salt lamp that's a USB that changes color that I plug into my monitor when I'm at my desk. Like all these little things. I have a really lovely scented hand cream that makes me happy. Just the scent of it is so luscious. Every time mm-hmm. I apply it, it just makes me so happy. And so I have surrounded myself with these little tiny things that every time I touch them or see them or smell them, bring me to that place of, I got this, it's going to be okay. And that, yeah. like that, to me has been something I've, I've been thinking about it in the last couple of weeks. That has really, because <sighs> yeah. I don't think I think it's hard to lead from a place of frenetic energy, like where you're all like, "Wow, everything's going crazy!" And, ah, yeah. and you're all freaking out. 
you really, like, I think it happens better from a place of like, okay, let's take a big deep breath and exhale. Let's talk about what's really going on, you know? And so having all that stuff, that good stuff around you, I think really helps. Yeah. What What about one for you? Well, hold up. Before I go, I I made a a connection here. This could be either super insightful or like a little bit wacky. Do you ever see the movie Inception? I can't wait. With Leonardo DiCaprio? DiCaprio? Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I've seen it like a couple times. The last time I saw it, I was like, I can't watch this again. It's like blowing my mind. (laughs) Oh, wait. wait. Which one? Is it the dream one? Yes, Inception is this one where these people... Inception. So I thought you said Insurrection. I don't know why. Inception, yes, obviously. Love that movie. With Elliot Page, love. Yes. 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 And so it's, it's, for those who haven't seen it, it's this movie. These people can go into someone's dreams and manipulate the dream. And then they can go into layers within the dream. And to make sure, because it's so real, to make sure that you don't lose your mind... Uh, you have you have a totem or some kind of thing that you yes. know how it works, and you can know whether it works a certain way, whether you're dreaming, or whether you're not. And the thing is, is like working it from home virtually. It's all we're working with our minds. We you know yes. we have a screen in front of us, and the examples that you just said, the smell, the signs, the like note, the salt, whatever. In a way, to it made me think. It's like it's the totem that we have to make to ground us in something different than the virtualness of our our lives as we're working from home. Roderick, I know you can't see so me, deep? but my mouth is agape and I am just like, what is happening right now? I feel like we should end right now. Like that is just like, <laughs> yeah, a, that the is microphone. the point. But like, <laughs> no, that's so true. It is so true. It is those totems that are... Yeah little symbols that remind us of who we are like that's how i think of these things it reminds me of who i really really am like at my core in my personhood when all heck is breaking loose uh i i i love that analogy and i really do think uh it's it's super spot on it's super Mm -hmm. spot on and i think i do that without thinking about it i don't know if you do like i have different earrings that i'm not Mm -hmm. saying that you wear the earrings but like Mm -hmm. if depending on the meeting i'm gonna have and i know like what the energy is gonna be i will literally wear different jewelry for Uh, right like i really just like i'll you know i'll wear these lovely amethyst earrings i'll wear those if i feel like i need to have bigger thoughts I wear my mm-hmm. grandmother's pearls if I like just need to kick ass. Um, really? Oh yeah, she oh my was like gosh. a superstar. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it, it's. Uh, I I really clearly believe in this and didn't even know it was a thing, Rod. Yeah, I didn't even know I to know, call it that. That's so smart. I know. Like so, I I mean, I grew up being like super pragmatic. I blame. I love our conversations because I can, I've now learned that I can blame it all on like the English culture that my dad <laughs> brought me into. So it's all, we're both so of like, our British background super, friends. So it like, right. it, it really is, it drowns you sometimes. Yes. Right. Like super pragmatic, no space for emotions. <laughs> um, and what like, are these none feelings of, this, of which you speak? That's yes. right. And then like everything you just said, like that shouldn't matter. You should be just, you should just know whatever you have to do and do it but yeah um but i've learned along the way it's like it's i would frame or think of it like it's if these little things 
add that level of confidence or remind you of a situation yes where you kicked ass before yep and it just gives you that level because that confidence is the part of you believing in yourself that in that the situation you're ready to do it and it's, it's 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 not that the pearls make you ready to do it it's they remind you yes that you can do it Oh yeah. And my grandma was like, she was amazing. So yeah, it does. It gives me this sense of like, it honestly feels like this is my lineage, right? Like I have a lineage. I come from strong women who are like, you know, yeah, yeah, I could go on forever about my grandma, but like it is that, it is that connection to my past, but also a reminder of who I am right now as well. That is, uh, yeah. 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 Seriously, I kind of want to stop right now. Like, I feel like that is amazing. Like, I just, we're not going to. We're not going okay. to. Okay. But that just blew my mind. Okay, you do one now yeah. because I'm still sitting okay. here with my mind blown. All right. So <laughs> the, um, um, what about situations, family situations where, or any, whatever. And it's like, you know, you got to do something. I, I'll think of, um my wife is like this when she grew up she moved around a lot yeah. or like you're moving to a new school or you're like breaking you're doing something that your kids or whatever family member really doesn't want to do yeah and all of our teachings is like well you should just share your emotions and tell us you know you're allowed to say what you don't like in this situation but at the end of the day you, this thing is happening right and so how do you change leadership here how do you like guide through that where you're essentially not able to like so yes you're listening you're understanding the impact on the person or whatever but really you still have to move through this difficult thing you're forcing your kid to move to a new school and you know they're never going to see their friends again something like that um what in that situation and, and i don't i'm saying that but i don't have the answer to that it's like how would we like if what would we advise the, or, or guide through that? The first thing that comes to my mind is to double down on the why and just make sure that everybody understands why that decision has been made and, and why we think as a family or as a friendship group that mm-hmm. it's the, it's the, it's the right thing to do. And that doesn't mean that everyone's going to like it. But at least if people understand why, and it, I think one of the worst things in change is when it feels arbitrary or when mm. it feels like something is being done to me rather than with me. Yeah. And um, you know what I mean? And you and I, I mean, you and I talk about that endlessly, but um, I think that's where you double down in this, in that sort of a situation. Yeah. Yeah. We recently I... had, so we, I go to a, a chamber music festival in Lake Placid every year and, or, or have been and pre COVID right in the before times. And this year they were kind of like, uh, should we, shouldn't we, should we, shouldn't we? And, um, I would say 50% of us were saying, mm, I still think it's too early. And 50% of us were like, please, we just want to play music together again. And, yeah. uh, and, and the, the woman who runs the, who runs the festival, you know, eventually called us last week and said, um, here's the, the decision is a no go. And here's why. And she made the effort to call each of us 
personally. Like she called, she didn't do a Zoom call. She didn't do it in an email. She -hmm. called all of us personally and explained the why behind it. And while, and I was in the no camp, like I'm not ready to to travel to the US right now. Like I've been vaccinated. I've had one shot. I'm still not ready. Um, And, uh, but still I'm sad about it, but she did such a good job of explaining how she got to that decision and why it's the right thing right now and how we're going to she oh you know what else she did that was really good broad she gave us some hope of like how are we going to make sure that in 2022 we can see each other what's that mm-hmm. going to look like how are we and and maybe that's a key part of this as well is is we've talked about hope and optimism before but mm-hmm. you know giving that sense of hope what do you think i think that's yeah a lot of i i love it so there's there's um i fully agree it's like Telling the why is another way is it's like, what is you're giving the person the narrative that they can say to themselves in the head, their head when they, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm really upset about this, but that yeah. they have the, the, you know, the, the talk track in their head is like, Oh, well, cause it's cause of this reason, but I'm still upset, but okay. It's cause of this reason. And right. I think that's really important. Like, and, and perhaps I will put that in the column of what does a change leader do is it helps tell the story the narrative that people can say to themselves to understand what's going on it helps yeah. people that and then um i'm impressed with the the one to what so that there's clearly she's like okay i need to do this i need to talk to everybody i can't just send an email on on this yeah and explain why um that's commitment it, it was honestly and I, I mean and she's a great lady like she is honestly a great lady um and and it like it also and she's smart right like she wants to keep us committed to coming back when we do go back right so i think she knew that that personal touch is a way to keep us committed um and and that is the kind of thing that really like to me she exemplified a change leader in that moment yeah and then i think the other thing i will add this to my toolkit too is um in a in a crappy situation like that is what can you plan that would be hopeful or that's positive what how, right because right. there's there's always room to shift things in a way like so the the fundamental thing is the is the thing would be canceled or not right yes or no now but around that like w- there's always something to, that you can consider is like well what could we do to ameliorate or give somebody something to plan for in the future or know that there's something in the future is and so I think a lot of times it does, t- it takes effort. Like you can't just yeah. come up with an idea straight away. You have to go, okay, well, what realistically can we put in place? But it's, that just helps take the, that negative edge off or the disappointment edge off. Definitely. Um, like we even talked about the music. We like, she's so smart. We even talked a little bit about the music we wanted to play when we came back. Right. Which gives you hope and gives you a sense yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to start practicing. Like I better, I better rosin my bow and, and get my act together because that's some juicy music. You know what I mean? So oh, it was, yeah. it's just right. Like it's that yeah. little, it's that. And she also, I think what she also did that was really smart is she really came at it from a facts perspective first. Like, here's what we know our practice spaces would be small. We don't know that everybody's going to be vaccinated. We don't yet know that we're going to be, that the border will be open because it is in the U.S. We don't, da, 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 da. she came at yeah. it with facts and then 
let the emotion in, which was helpful because I, I think, you know, I felt like she was engaging my prefrontal cortex at the beginning. And then once you're mm-hmm. all in that logic space, then, you know, your amygdala can take a little bit of a, a breather and, yeah. uh, and you can see other things with logic as well. She, she just, she handled it really, really well. Yeah. She was, wow, she was what great. A great case study. Yeah. There's something there about like you're saying started with facts. Like, I guess, uh, there is an element of just limiting the adjectives, limiting the yeah. the personalization, I guess is what adjectives is. You know, the adding emotions into how you're talking about it, at least initially. Sticking right. to the facts. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and if you have the people in your life who kind of love the drama of a good adjective, I will never yeah. do this. It's never going to work. Like all of yeah. those like super dramatic. Then sometimes the best way to come at it is to sort of acknowledge and say, wow, that sounds hard. Can we just talk it through? <laughs> Can we yeah. talk about the specifics and, and help them get to the specifics? Because that's one of those things, again, where you can shine some light on it. And yeah. it can it often becomes a little bit less scary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like, I'll you know, I'm a big curiosity guy. The uh, And asking questions. This is where it, it helps. It's just to better understand. But also... It, it helps when the, in talking about whatever you know if you're you're trying to lead someone through a change or suggest something and they, there's a reaction to it so one is like be okay with whatever crazy reaction you get just let it come yep. and then um put words you know yes put words to the whatever you're thinking and then the other person's thinking that's what i found too is that there's an element of again in this change leadership air quote thing is it's a dialogue it's not just yes. one, it's not just you convincing the other it's not just you listening and letting the person it's 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 the dialogue which is uh really makes it happen yeah because you may be the person who made the initial call but it really does involve your entire friendship network or your family or whatever to all get on board and make the thing whatever it is as best as it can possibly be so you know that sort of involving everybody and uh not sweeping emotions under the rug because (laughs) as you and i grew up knowing or i'm finally learning um that turns out it doesn't work so well uh but you know just really being open and involving people in it as well i think is part of the magic for sure this has been so juicy i'm so glad we picked this topic this week yeah me too too. (sighs) thanks very much leslie Thank you, Rod. And heads up, my friends, we are taking next week off um, for the long weekend. And then when we come back the following week, we're going to have a special guest. We'll tell you all about it when we regroup again in a couple weeks' time. Awesome. Thanks Thanks, very much. Thanks, Rod. Bye. Bye, everyone.